the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Friday, December the 11th, 2020, in the year of our Lord. Today on December 11th, 1936, Britain's King Edward VIII abdicated the throne so he could marry American divorcee Wallace Warfield Simpson. His brother, Prince Albert, became King George VI. Oh, what a man won't do for the love of a woman. Today in 1816, Indiana became the 19th state. Today in 1844, the first experimental use of of an inhaled anesthetic in dentistry took place as Dr. Horace Wells of Hartford, Connecticut, under the influence of nitrous um, oxide. He had a colleague, another dentist friend, extract one of his teeth. Went pretty well, so they began doing it for others. That was today in 1844. Today in 1941, Germany and Italy declared war on the United States. The United States responded in kind. Today in 1964, singer-songwriter Sammy Cooke was shot to death by a motel manager in Los Angeles. He was 33. He wrote a lot of songs, recorded some of them, that sort of set the stage for the music of the 60s, along with a number of other well-known people. Today in 1972, Apollo 17's lunar module landed on the moon with astronauts Eugene Cernan and Harrison Schmidt aboard. They were the last two men, to date, to step onto the lunar surface. And today in 2008, Bernie Madoff... Remember that name? He was arrested and charged with securities fraud. He had once been the, like the head of the Dow Jones or something like that. Anyway, he was um, he was arrested and charged with securities fraud in what was called the $50 billion Ponzi scheme. He destroyed a lot of people's lives with his Ponzi scheme. If I recall, and I'm not looking at the fact, but I, as I recall, I think, I think. They gave him 150 years in prison without parole or something like that. But anyway, it was it was a big deal it, because it touched so many people's lives and charities and companies across America. It was uh, crime is so destructive, particularly premeditated crime as his was. Well, we've been talking about this uh, matter. It is a big deal. Texas, uh, the. the the news media is saying that Texas has filed a lawsuit. They haven't technically filed the lawsuit. They've kind of, what it boils down to, as I understand it, is that they have asked the Supreme Court to allow them to put a lawsuit before them. But it, that's technicality. The point is that they have presented a case to the Supreme Court. Uh, and the Supreme Court had asked the four states mentioned in the um, in the suit, uh, Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, um, they they have been asked to respond to that by 3 o'clock yesterday. Nothing was said from the S- Supreme Court last night, and nothing has been said this morning. I've been paying a lot of attention to it, as you can imagine. We're originating it 
live at 9 a.m. this morning, I would suspect that we would hear something today. I was hoping we would hear it before we went on the air live with this program on ACN, but um, perhaps during the day today we'll learn more or they'll say something about it. I don't know, but we're watching it. We'll see what happens. But I'll tell you this one thing for sure. This is a litmus test for the Supreme Court. If the Supreme Court really wants, really wants to see constitutional law honored and observed in this nation, they better respond to this. Because otherwise, they're going to be kicking the can down the street and they're going to be trying to protect their own um, well-being in the public mind than they are protect the Constitution. That's what it comes down to. And I'm not the only one that thinks that. People much brighter than I are saying the same thing. This is a big test for the Supreme Court. And if they dodge this, um, it will be very disappointing to everyone and anyone who believes in the Constitution of the United States of America. Because this, the way this law by Texas was presented is so simple and so straightforward, and it is so clear, there isn't even an argument that these states changed the rules during the election. Election officials changed the rules, not the local legislature as the as our Constitution clearly, clearly requires. So there is not even a scintilla of question about what happened. It's just a matter, will the Supreme Court stand up for the Constitution? This is their opportunity to do so. And we don't even want to talk about where we might go from here should they not do that. So we'll see what happens. But as I said, nothing has been said or done by the Supreme Court that we know about as of this moment. So we'll see what happens. President Donald Trump has reportedly, and I couldn't verify this this morning, the New York Times is reporting that the New York Times, I mean, they're a big deal. And I know they're the gray lady, you know, and all that. But boy, they're biased. And sometimes they create stories that they know aren't exactly true. So they can later come back and, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of intrigue in that. But the New York Times is is reporting that President Donald Trump has asked Senator Ted Cruz to argue Texas lawsuit against the four battleground states before the U.S. Supreme Court should they hear this lawsuit from Texas. I hope and pray that's true because Ted Cruz is extremely extremely well-versed in constitutional law. He is an excellent speaker. He is a spirit-filled Christian, and he is a constitutionalist, and he's a great senator. And I hope that that's true, but I don't know that for sure. But they're the only one that's reporting that. Nobody else has said that, but they're, they're saying that that's the case. Cruz has said, I've heard him say on video, that if um, he's asked, he certainly will represent um, this case, Texas and all of us conservatives. As I said, I hope and pray that's true. I got this note from someone this morning who contributed online, someone who contributes every month, as a matter of fact. Never met them, but I know the name. And at the bottom of it, you can put a little message on there if you contribute on online. I'm sure some of you, many of you who do that, notice that. 
I don't encourage you to leave a note, but there's a place for it if you want to. And this person said simply this, thank you. Thank you for the encouragement every day about our nation's situation. Every anxious thought I immediately dismiss with the confidence that our God is in control. Thank you again. And yes, indeed, our God is a God of miracles. And then she puts her name on there. Well, I was talking about that yesterday, that I believe in miracles in relationship to this matter with Texas and this possible suit that they have filed and they presented to the Supreme Court. It will take a miracle, and this is probably the last best chance that President Trump has to salvage this election. But there was fraud. It is widespread. I am completely convinced of that myself personally, just from my own research. I think most of us are. I think even the Democrats are, but they smugly want to just move on and get their guy who can't really remain coherent for more than a few, really a few sentences at a time. Yesterday, he was fumbling and bumbling around. Joe Biden, I mean, he couldn't quite figure out what he had started out to say, and he ended up commenting on something else halfway through a sentence or two. Um, it, it It isn't good for the United States. And should he actually become the president? He is not the president elect. I mean, he has this big billboard thing that he stands in front of now and says, President elect Joe Biden. He's not president elect. I mean, he really isn't. Legally, he is not. A couple of things have to happen. The inaugural committee has to uh, establish that. The electoral college has not voted yet. They will in a few days, unless that's suspended. And that can be suspended. The Constitution allows for that. But unless that's suspended, it'll be in a few days. But and they, if they approve this very fraudulent vote, then he would become president-elect. But he isn't now. He's acting more like a president, except in his own inabilities. He just simply can't communicate very well. He'll say a few sentences, then he's, he drifts off into something else. And as I've said so often, who among us doesn't understand that? If we live long enough, we all get to that point at some place. My grandmother was 99 when she died, my mother's mother, and uh, she was very coherent into her mid and even later 90s. But we all have that point. There was a point where she started to forget my name, I suppose, or whatever. But um, they shouldn't be president of the United States if they're at that point. And I think we can all understand that. So it's very critical but we'll keep you posted. We'll see what happens today and over the weekend. And certainly we'll be talking about this again on Monday. But I want to thank you for your support. This person who made this contribution online this morning and anyone else who might want to do so today, thank you in advance. If you want to write a check and put it in the mail, our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. We need your help. These are difficult times, and um, I can't do this alone. I need you to stand with us, and you are, so many of you. I want to thank you. If you're not, but you believe in what we're trying to do here, please do. Join us. Support us. We need it. You can go online, faithandfreedom.us, and you can make an online contribution. As I say, 
more and more are doing that now, but either way, thank you in advance. You know, it's more than strange that Hunter Biden released a statement this week in the form of an official press release from his father's Biden-Harris transition team. They did so for the purpose of confirming that he's under federal investigation for tax fraud. So why is CNN, one of Joe Biden's strongest advocates, also now reporting on something that everybody in the press has known for at least two years, but they're treating it like it's breaking news? China is joyful about the possibility of Joe Biden becoming president of the United States, and I'll get to that in a moment. But a closer look at the security risk of the Biden family is concerning some people, and some of them are not Republicans. And it should. Miranda Devine, writing for the New York Post, says it's very strange the way the latest Biden family revelation is being presented. In his statement put out by his father's Biden-Harris transition team, Hunter Biden said this yesterday. I learned yesterday, that would have been the day before, I learned yesterday for the first time that the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware advised my legal counsel also yesterday that there are, they are investigating my tax affairs. Then the statement had an addendum from his father, Joe, who said this. But it was a third-person, third-party kind of a statement. It said, President-elect Biden is deeply proud of his son, who has fought through difficult challenges, including the vicious personal attacks of recent months, only to emerge stronger. First, Joe Biden is not President-elect, and I, I know I've said that many times, but it's a, it's a fact. He is not. He's not until the inaugural committee and, and, and the Electoral College say he is. But this week, they voted not to proceed. And I mentioned that yesterday, the inaugural committee, because they said there are too many unresolved issues with the election. And that's true. But how long does Joe Biden think his victim claim will work for his son? He's been using that for the last number of years, especially since he started running for the presidency for his third time. He's been talking about Hunter's drug addiction and all of this and how that he's been down and out and don't be hard on him while Hunter's scooping up millions, I mean really millions of dollars from China and Ukraine and Russia. And that's all, I mean that's proven. Even the secular press is now starting to report on this stuff because they know that it's well known that Hunter's been deeply involved in harvesting money from these countries that are real adversarial to our nation and they're simply buying influence. And I understand that Joe loves his son. I believe he does. I also have a son whom I deeply love. I've not had to face the issues that Joe Biden has faced with my son He's a deeply committed Christian. He's upright. He's honest. He's a hardworking executive with a Fortune 50 company. But should I have faced the issues that Joe Biden has faced with his son? I'm pretty sure I would have loved my son with all of my heart. But I would not have continued to enable him in his behavior. Just like most of you who are listening to me right now. You know in your heart you would not throw away your child, son or daughter, if they got involved in all kinds of whatever, criminal activity, no matter what it was, you're not going to throw them away. I mean, probably somebody would somewhere, but most, no, we wouldn't do that. But would we continue to enable 
that kind of behavior? I don't think so. The difference here is that the Biden family is benefiting financially from Hunter's illegal behavior. Divine writes in the New York Post article, she says, for too long Joe Biden has gotten away with cynically using sympathy for his druggy son to shield himself from scrutiny of his family's shady money-making schemes. Continuing, she said, but no longer is he a mere candidate. That's true. And she says, when it comes to the Biden family's business associations with the Communist Party entities in China, it doesn't get any more serious. And that's exactly right. Does the Biden family and their enablers really think that we little people out here, you and me, that, you know, we just go to work every day and we're not the elite and so on? Do they really think that we believe Hunter and Joe didn't know about this investigation until day before yesterday? I don't think any of us believe that. CNN knows. They know it's serious. And they know it's not going to go away. And they're big cheerleader for the Biden family, especially Joe, who wants to be president and is not yet quite president-elect. So yesterday they reported on the matter, so they can now claim they reported it. They said, quote, I'm quoting CNN, after going quiet, In the months before the election, federal authorities are now actively investigating the business dealings of Hunter Biden. Then they said this. They didn't put it in bold print, but they were shouting it. (laughs) They said, quote, his father, president-elect Joe Biden, is not implicated. That was a single line for emphasis. Okay. Four days before the election, the Department of Justice confirmed that the FBI had been conducting a money laundering investigation into Hunter. That's very serious. Since 2019. But the story was not told by the press. But they all knew it. I'm telling you, they did. CNN is trying to kind of cover themselves. They don't really care, but they care a little bit. And they said yesterday, now that the election is over, CNN yesterday, the investigation is entering a new phase. Federal prosecutors in Delaware, working with the IRS Criminal Investigation Agency and the FBI, are taking steps such as issuing subpoenas and seeking interviews. And CNN said in that same uh, report, the investigation had gone covert in recent months due to Justice Department guidelines prohibiting overt actions that could affect an election. I got it. I will tell you, I've never heard of that rule. Maybe it exists. I didn't take the time to try to find out if that rule actually exists. But nobody believes that, do they? I don't. I don't think that they were quiet because of some rule. If they really cared about the rules, some of these people, both in and out of state government, if that were really true, Why didn't they apply those rules to Trump leading up to the 2016 election? They were calling him a Russian spy and everything else, and all these guys were reporting it, and Barack Obama and Biden were meeting in the office, and Susan Rice and all these people talking about how they could manipulate. I mean, come on. (laughs) I don't know. Three reports this week point to serious concerns about China's influence, though, over the Joe Biden and his family and certain Democrat politicians. Number one, the final report of the Republican-led Senate Finance and Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committees 
It was released on Tuesday of this week. There's very disturbing details in this Biden fa- in, uh, regarding the Biden family ties to China as well as to Ukraine. Some of it we know, some of it we didn't know. But I'll come back to that in a moment. Secondly, there's a year-long investigation by Axios. They, they're kind of middle of the road. They kind of lean conservative most of the time. They do pretty good investigative work, though, and they're fairly honest. They just don't talk about things they really don't want to advance. That's my view of them. But anyway, they're fairly well. I mean, people pay attention to what they're doing. Anyway, they did a year-long investigation, invested money and time into it, And their study now was released this week. It reveals a political intelligence operation run by China's spy agency between 2011 and 2015, in which a spy developed extensive ties with local and national politicians, including Representative Eric Swalwell. He's a Democrat from California. He's a member of the House Intelligence Committee. And this is a big deal. And again, I'll come back to that in just a moment. The third thing was a video that was played only by Fox News' Tucker Carlson. And it shows that a Chinese economics professor telling a Chinese convention just days ago that China's influence over American affairs via its friends on Wall Street and others had subsided under the Trump administration but would be better than ever with Biden back in power. It's an 80, you can read the 87-page Homeland Security Report on my article that I wrote today on our website, faithandfreedom.us. There's a lot more to what I'm talking about today than I have time to say, so I would encourage you to do that. But the conclusion of the Homeland Security Report is that, quote, Hunter Biden and his family's financial transactions with Ukrainian, Russian, Kazakh, and Chinese nationals raise criminal concerns and extortion threats. The report says much about Hunter's 50 to $80,000 a month job on the Ukrainian Burisma board, that gas company. We've talked about that in the past. But the report on China, our primary security threat, can be frightening. A bit of the report says the records, the records uh, acquired by the committee show consistent, significant, and extensive financial connections among and between Hunter Biden James Biden's brother, uh, James uh, James Biden, Joe's brother, Sarah Biden, Joe's sister-in-law, Devin Archer, Hunter's business partner, and Chinese nationals con- directly connected to the communist regime. And the report says these connections and the vast amount of money transferred among and between them don't just raise conflicts of interest concerns. They raise criminal, financial, counterintelligence, and extortion concerns. The report also says that Joe Biden claims that he has never spoken to his son Hunter about his business dealings. Everyone knows that's a lie, just an outright lie. Axios investigation mentioned that a Chinese spy named Christine Fang, sometimes she went by the name Fang Fang, I guess she was beautiful, ingratiated herself with this Democrat politician and other Democrat politicians in California. Representative Eric Eric Swalwell has had a romantic affair with her over the last number of years. She and Swalwell had this ongoing affair, and it continued until the FBI alerted Swalwell that she was a Chinese spy. He then broke off his relationship with her. This is all verified. He broke off his relationship with her, and she fled the country, our country. 
probably went back to China. Who knows where she went? Yesterday, Eric Swalwell, a representative in the House of Representatives, he championed the fake Trump-Russian collusion. All the time he was having an affair with this Chinese woman, a spy from China, a communist spy, he was up there just bloviating day in and day out about Trump and his Russian collusion, which in the end turned out to be false. Trump did not collude with Russia. Whether you like Trump or hate Trump, he didn't do it. They even called Donald Trump a Russian spy at one point. Well, this Swalwell was one of the loud voices. He and a couple of others. Pelosi certainly was one of them. And Anyway, Swalwell came out yesterday and he told the press that he is a victim of law enforcement weaponizing facts against him. He's the victim now because he's been sleeping with this Chinese spy for years. Now he's the victim because he's been exposed. With candor, this doctor died, the Chinese economist and professor who was giving the speech that Tucker played on Tucker Carlson. In the speech, he mapped out the way China has exploited its relationships with Wall Street and America's, quote, core inner circle of power and influence to manipulate U.S. domestic and foreign policy. He said Trump's election temporarily disrupted China's influence, saying Wall Street couldn't fix Trump. (laughs) Then he said, quoting him, but a Biden administration will mean that China can go back to business as usual. Specifically, he pointed to Hunter Biden's business deals as the conduit serving China's political interests. Pray for America. Pray for President Trump. And I can relate to the lady who sent us the contribution online this morning. God is in control, and thank you for noticing he is. Romans chapter 8, verse 28. We know that verse. Some of us have memorized it in the King James Version. I have, but In a more modern version, it says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. God is in control. Isaiah, several thousand years ago, a couple of thousand and a half, he wrote in chapter 41, verse 10, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God is in control. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21 says, Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. We'll see what God has in mind for America in the coming days. But whatever it is, God is in control, and God is with the people who love him and follow him. And Proverbs 16:9 says, "The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps." If you don't remember anything I said today, please remember that God has a plan and he is in control. God created all things. He's in charge of all things. And he holds you and me in his hands. 
Please remember that. God loves you, and God is in control. And thank you for being with me today. Have a great weekend. I'll see you right here on Monday.